0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you are listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone and welcome to the Diz Unplugged email edition for June 4th, 2008. I am your host, Pete Warner, joined as always by my good friends... And co-workers Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Majai. And we are going to discuss your uh, your emails and voicemails this week, as we always do. Just a reminder, if you'd like to give us a phone call, leave us a voicemail. It is toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 877-310-9662. Please be sure to, uh, when you leave us a voicemail, though, make sure you leave us your contact information. And spell it, say it slowly, because sometimes you guys run right through them, and we can't understand what you said. So uh, that's for voicemails, of course. If you just want to send us an email, it's podcast at www.info.com. And if we play your voicemail or read your email on the show, you will get your own Diz Unplugged T-shirt or a Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard. And at the end of every month, we select one of our uh, listeners at random, and give them a shot at our prize envelopes, which will ne- not be the prize envelopes anymore. What did you call it? The prize It's the
1: prize-matron,
0: yeah. You <laughs> will be able to select the number one through 50 on the prize-matron. <laughs> so, so our first voicemail today comes to us from Robin in Virginia, who's actually not in Virginia. She's in Copenhagen, and she has a question. Well, she says she's from Virginia, but right now she's in Copenhagen. What she's doing in Copenhagen, I'm not sure. She's just bragging. Really? Making me jealous, because I'm sure it's not 340 degrees in Copenhagen right now. Um, Robin has some comments and questions about spas around Walt Disney World. So here's Robin.
2: Hi, podcast crew. This is Robin, Rob, so known as Robin D. on the board. I know, not very imaginative. I'm from Virginia, but I'm currently calling you from rainy Copenhagen. I've been listening to the podcast archives lately, and I've heard Pete mentioned being a spa snob lately, and I'd like to consider myself a bit of a snob as well in that area. So I have a couple of spa-related questions. The first is regarding Disney World. I was there last summer, and I got a massage at the Boardwalk Spa. I must say I was a little disappointed in their spa. The massage took place in a room around the gym, and all I could hear was weight banging and treadmill noises throughout the massage. So my question is, is there a real spa on properties with nice smells and nice quiet music? You know, a really nice spa. My second question is regarding the cruise line. I'm going on the podcast cruise, and I also have a seven-day cruise booked in February. And I've been reading a little bit about the villa treatments that they say you can have an hour treatment, a facial, or a massage, and then you get 20 minutes or so on a private balcony. Have you done them, and would you recommend them? And also, do you know if you could book back-to-back treatments and get like a half an hour or 40 minutes on the private balcony? So those are my couple of spa questions. I really enjoy the podcast, and I hope you um, keep it going for a while. And that's it. I hope to hear from you. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you very much for that, Robin. Um, yeah, you've uh, fallen, fallen prey to something that happened to me once, and I never let it happen again. Um, just because someplace offers a massage doesn't make it a spa. And uh, all of the, uh, all of the uh, uh, hair salons and gyms, on, not all of them, but most of them on property, uh, do offer massage services. Uh, this is through the Nikki Bryan salons. Uh, that Nicky Bryan has the, uh, the salon contract with Disney. And, uh, yeah, basically, uh, unless you're going to specifically to a spa, um, if you do it at the Contemporary, you do it at the Boardwalk, you do it at Animal Kingdom, a few other places, or Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, these are just basically rooms off of the gym. Um, With a massage therapist There's no spa element to it at all I do not recommend these at all I don't think that's the way to have a massage Certainly not any kind of uh, Because you're going to pay the same amount for that massage As you would if you went into a spa Might as well go get the amenities And the atmosphere Uh, On property the only places uh, that are full spas Are the Mandara Spa Over at the uh, Walt Disney World Dolphin uh, The Grand Floridian Spa The Grand Floridian uh, The Spa at, the, uh, at Saratoga Springs, and I believe those are the three. Full, those, those are the three only three full service spas on property. I'm trying to think if I'm missing one. I don't think I am. And then of course over at the Gaylord Palms, you've heard me mention it before. The Canyon Ranch Spa, which in my opinion is the uh, that's the upper echelon of spas. Canyon Ranch runs a great spa. These are full service spas. This is where you're gonna have the nice sitting rooms and the teas and the waters and the smells and all the good stuff that you associate with a spa. Those are the only those are the places where you would go to have those experiences. Stay away from getting massages done um anyplace else. It, you know, it, it's, if you just need a rub down, fine. But if you're actually looking for a massage, if you're looking for a spa experience, it doesn't even come close.
1: When I first heard this, I thought she just like got a random massage on the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> I she was well, just walking along, and someone started rubbing your back. That's a bit odd.
0: <laughs> well, no, like I said, you know I, know, I know the contemporary does it. I think the Yacht and Beach does it. Um, the boardwalk does it. Animal Kingdom Lodge does it, where you know, as a, you know, uh, 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 you know, in their gym facilities, they have a room there to do massages. And I'm not saying the massage therapists aren't good or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, for me, a massage is more of an experience. It's part of the spa experience. And, you know, as she pointed out, you know, you're sitting in a room off a gym and you hear people out in the gym lifting weights. And you don't want it. It's not what you want.
3: They also do it at Coronado Springs.
0: Coronado. Right. There's a number of places on property. I know that do that. Stay away from that. If you want to go get a massage, go to one of the spas: Mandara Spa, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs or the Canyon Ranch over at the Gaylord Palms. Those are my recommendations. So thank you very much for that. She
1: also asked about uh, Disney Cruise Line.
0: Oh, Disney Cruise Line. I almost forgot about that. Yes, I have done. Uh, Walter and I have done the Villa Treatments twice now. And I can recommend them wholeheartedly. Um, It is really, really nice, especially if you uh, book it during one of your days at sea. Now, for those people who are not familiar with this, the Villa Treatments... Uh, what Disney Cruise Line did a few years back—they retrofitted the ships, and they uh, made like you no know, really decent-sized staterooms for treatments. You have uh, they're for couples' treatments. In uh, when you walk in, you've got two uh, two treatment beds, two massage treatment beds. There, really nicely, beautifully decorated, and then out on a very large uh, patio or uh, balcony, you have a a hot tub and a seating area and you go out there first and you get a massage uh, they'll give you or you go you go out and you sit in the uh the jacuzzi for a while they'll give you a foot massage before you go in then you go into your treatment room and you get your treatment done whether it's a massage or a facial or whatever it is and then you go back out and you sit on the uh the balcony for a little while and they serve you herbal tea and fruit in this really cool swing built for two this like swing swing chair
4: Okay, this sounds awful.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's incredible. Are you kidding me?
4: It's one of those things that, you know, it's just a matter of taste. I would –
0: that's so not me. No, it's very me, and I, we loved it. We had a great time. Um, there are a number of different Villa treatments you can get. The one you're talking about is a less expensive one. I believe they're going for about 300 for a couple. Um, they can go as high as $600 uh, for a couple, depending on what you want to do. Can you book them back-to-back? If you're lucky enough to find two slots in the villa treatment rooms open back to back, I'm sure you could. But getting that is kind of difficult. They really do try and make sure that they keep enough open for everybody. Uh, these are tough to get. Uh, they are a bit, like I said, a little, little bit on the expensive side. But if you really want some kind of nice couples, some kind of nice couples experience, that's. Uh, I would highly recommend it.
3: You definitely want to do it on a, on a sea day, like you said. Yeah, doing
0: it... Yeah, you don't want to be sitting on your... Uh, <laughs> staring at another ship. <laughs> on, yeah, because well, that's exactly what happens, is you're out in the balcony in the uh, in the jacuzzi, and, you know, you've got people on the ship next to you, like, waving. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you I mean... A zoom lens now on. Now, you see, and it also depends... You know, you also have to watch if you're one of those people who will get into the jacuzzi oh, uh, natural, so to speak. Um, <laughs> it is not absolutely impossible for people on deck to see you um, now I don't go naked anywhere I would never subject a human being to that <laughs> Walter on the other hand if the law didn't say he had to wear his clothes in public he wouldn't so you know him he'll just he, he, he doesn't care me on the other hand I'm like mortified but it's uh, yeah definitely try and book it for a C day if you can help it so I hope that answers your question Robin thank you very much for calling in who has an email they would like to read I Don't all jump at once.
4: (laughs) I'm going to pull a page from the Bob's um, playbook. I'm only going to read emails that have my name in them. (laughs) (laughs) uh, This is from Philip. Philip is in Cambridge, UK. Philip writes, I've just listened to Kevin's review of the Maya Grill and I have a couple of questions as a result. When Kevin encounters a... I like talking about myself in the third person like this, too. When Kevin encounters a... a It's very who? Joan Collins. <laughs> when Kevin encounters a bad restaurant like this one, does he ever complain directly to the staff about the food, and does he ever refuse to pay the pu- full amount of money? If he has done either of those, what has the reaction been? And if he hasn't, can I ask why not? Thanks to everyone for their hard work. I listen to them as I drive between home and work, and they help the
1: d- journey go by. Now answer it in a third person. Well,
4: <laughs> Kevin likes to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Philip, the only time I've ever really done that was when we first started doing this. And I'm sure at this point you've probably heard about the sad little crab cake. I was so flabbergasted by that that I had to talk to somebody about it. I just couldn't believe that that happened. Since that time, we've kind of refined the way we do this. It's a one experience. It's a one visit. And it's, we don't really do anything to direct it. What I try and do is I try and have an experience that any tourist might have. Somebody who was visiting Walt Disney World who wasn't sort of savvy as to what they should and shouldn't do. I just want this to unfold, and then I come and tell you guys about it. So, no, I don't direct it. If it's really bad, we don't say anything about it. We just kind of come and tell you how it worked out. So that's why we do it. Now, we call those working dinners. If this was a dinner and I've had some of these experiences and this was just for our enjoyment, yes, I would try and correct whatever was going badly or whatever was going wrong. But no, when it's a working dinner and we're doing a restaurant review, we just relate the experience as it unfolded.
0: Okay. Thank you very much, Kevin. Mrs. Martin, you had one?
5: I'm sticking with the wedding theme. This is from Christine, and she's from Massachusetts, and she writes that she loved the wedding segment, the first one that I did. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones whose parents are letting their little girl have her Disney dream wedding in June of this year.
6: Wow. Nice parents.
5: (laughs) So far, the process has been awesome, and I think it's important to know, surprisingly low stress. They really do make it very easy for you.
0: I'm sorry, for for what they're paying? What you're paying, they should.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, she has an update about the charter bus rate. It's now ninety three fifty per hour, and she says, or at least that's what they're charging me. <laughs> 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 so I think I have reported that it was maybe like $80-something. Um, the second thing, it's important to know uh, for Catholic girls getting married They need to keep in mind that the Catholic Church does not approve of weddings outside the church, which I mentioned before. Um, Even if you can get a Catholic priest to do the wedding, the church will not recognize the wedding, and that's what she was told. But she lists a couple of options for girls. Um, I'm assuming that she's Catholic as well. Uh, they can have the ceremony before they go down and then have another one at Disney. That'll be considered a vow renewal and not an actual wedding ceremony. They could have their ceremony in Disney and then hope that the priest will bless it when they get back. <laughs> she says some priests can be sticklers about this and they will give you a hard time, but it won't hurt to ask. Um, what she did was find a nearby parish to have the ceremony in and then have the reception at Disney.
2: Oh.
5: She had a hard time with a couple of the churches surrounding Disney and found an amazing priest not far from Disney in a popka who welcomed them with open arms. Um, She also says that uh, when she was on site visiting with the wedding coordinator, she was told by this coordinator that um, a Catholic church was coming to celebration and that they had hoped to work closely with them uh, for other women who are of the Catholic faith to help them uh, have their ceremony either on property or in celebration. Just little tidbits that she wanted to include. Um, she also invites us to her illuminations dessert party the day before her wedding. <laughs>
0: oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> that's very nice.
5: That's very nice. Um, but we don't want to up your numbers and cost you more money. So, thank you. Uh, that's all. She says that she's looking forward to the other wedding segment. So, I hope you enjoyed the one yesterday.
0: Great. Well, congratulations, and uh, hope your your wedding goes really well. Please let us know how that. Yeah, it's uh, how that coming all,
5: close.
0: How that all works out? Yeah. Great, thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna have another voicemail. This one from—I'm gonna make sure I get all my buttons right. I'm not screwing this up. All right, there we go. Uh, this uh, one comes—I don't think. Okay, yeah, it's it's we okay. right This one comes from Nina in Toronto, who has questions about the gospel brunch over at the House of Blues at Downtown Disney West Side. So here's Nina.
6: Hi, podcast team. My name is Nina. I'm calling from Toronto, Canada. I just said that. I go by Toronto Gal. Um, My question is regarding the, uh, I think it's called the Gospel Sunday Brunch at the House of Blues. Um, It's something that my family and I want to experience on our upcoming Walt Disney World trip in August. I really have no idea what to expect. Um, I lost my father in January. And I thought it would be kind of a nice touch to our vacation to add an element of spirituality. So I wanted to know if, if you guys have experienced the Gospel Sunday Brunch and what you thought of it, what you, um, what I could expect, and you know, obviously what the food is like and so forth. Um, I tried to make a reservation, and they told me that I would have to wait two weeks prior to making my reservation. And I was a little bit worried about that because... Um, I know that August is a very busy time of year, and I'm quite worried that if I wait two weeks prior, I may not get a reservation. So I don't know how busy and popular it is, but um, should I be concerned about that? And, um, you know, any any insight into, uh, you know, what I could expect, I'd really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm traveling with two seniors and two children ages 8 and 5. And um, we do enjoy, uh, you know, some really uh, fun gospel music. I thought it would add a nice touch to our trip.
0: Well, oh, thank you very much for that, Nina, and our condolences to you as well on the loss of your father. Uh, I think you're going to find the gospel brunch at the House of Blues is a great time. I loved it. Um, Walter and I went uh, last year, actually, and really, I keep meaning to get over there and do it again. Uh, it is, uh, it, its It really is a great experience. Uh, now, in the beginning, the, when, they, when they first started doing the gospel brunch here, it was a very popular event, and it did fill up, and it was tough to get tickets. That really isn't the case anymore. Um, you could pretty much, depending on how busy things are in general, you know, you could probably walk up on a, on a lot of occasions and, and get in. Uh, I wouldn't try that, but if they're telling you you got to call two weeks out, then they're probably telling that to everybody else too. I don't think you should. Worry too much about that. Um, so just you know, call call when they when they're telling you to call and make your reservations. Uh, you're looking at thirty uh, three dollars and fifty cents per adult. This is a, a buffet, by the way, and uh, seventeen twenty five uh, children three to nine two and under are free. And the food is fantastic. I mean, they get this great huge spread. That's how it starts. You know, you you have breakfast first. They got all these crepe and omelet stations and all of these. Just a tremendous amount of food. One of the most elaborate breakfast buffets I've ever seen. And the food was really good. It wasn't just, you know, typical breakfast buffet crap. It was really, really good food. And then the gospel show starts. Now, I'll admit to you that uh, I I enjoy gospel music. I'm not a fan of gospel music. Um, I think it's got great passion and it's very vibrant and energetic The show was amazing. They had uh, just the the singers they had on stage were just. I mean, these people could sing. They had these great voices, this great gospel music. And even if you're not religious, even if it's not a, a, you know, you you don't consider yourself religious, this is a great entertainment experience and wonderful music, wonderful food. Thirty-three fifty there's a lot worse places you could end up, in my opinion. Uh, House of Blues is one of my favorites. It's actually on our uh, on my list of the top ten things you're not doing in Orlando uh, because I really think it is. It, it, it has been overlooked by a lot of people because of the gospel moniker, people thinking it's a whole religious thing. And while certainly gospel music is religious music, it is very upbeat. It's very energetic. Everybody gets, you know, just kind of gets into it, and you can't help but clap your hands and stamp your feet and... They make you twirl your napkins around, and they get you doing all sorts of stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a great breakfast. They do a great job with it, and I could not recommend it highly enough. So uh, please let us know when you get back how you enjoyed it.
3: We enjoy the House of Blues in general. We've never been to the Gospel Brunch, but we, we like lunch there and dinner. It's really good.
0: Really good. Check. You really should check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. i got to get back over there again. Walter loved it. Walter, I was shocked. I thought Walter was going to hate it. And he was just, like, crazy about it. Absolutely loved it. So I think I said that about 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who else has another email? I have
3: one from uh, Roxanne from Dumont, New Jersey. Hi, guys. And That's
4: ju- Anthony's mom. It is. Hi, Anthony.
3: Oh, well, she has a question for us. Uh, my question is, can I send a basket or floral arrangement to someone at a restaurant in one of the parks? My no. Mom had- Next question. My mom is celebrating her 65th uh, birthday in Walt Disney World this November, and I can't make it there this time. I want to make it special for her and can't depend on her getting a visit by one of the Dream Team. Well, yes, you can. You can deliver a basket or a floral arrangement. Oh, I thought you
0: were going to say yes, you could count on getting a visit from the Dream
3: Team. Oh, no, 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 no. no. About uh, delivering a basket or floral arrangement to a restaurant inside a theme park, you can. Um, Disneyflorist.com. They um, they will deliver it to a restaurant or even at uh, guest relations at the front of the park. If you if you're doing like a breakfast, they do charge an extra fee for that since it's so early in the morning. But I, you know, I don't know. I mean, once once she gets the um, the arrangement, she has to walk around the park with this thing. So what do you do that? Yeah,
0: I got to keep that in mind.
3: So even if if, if you're
1: eating t- in a in a in the resort where she's going to be staying. Maybe that's a nice thing to do when she could just take it right back to her room afterwards. But take that into consideration is what is she going to do with this monstrosity when she has it yeah. in the restaurant and yeah. walk around the park? What was the fee? You had figured out what the fee
3: was. It's a $9 fee if you um, if you get it
4: delivered that morning. Like it's a.
3: No, I'm sorry. It's a $9 fee for lunch or dinner. If you get delivered in the morning, it's like $25. Oh, wow.
4: Also keep in mind that you should probably do this. If you're going to consider doing it, that you should do it at the beginning of your stay. Because if she's flying home, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't want to do this the day before she leaves because she's going to feel bad about leaving something you spent so much money on. And coming from Disney Flourish, you know, this is not going to be an expensive proposition. No, absolutely not. So she's, and you know, they're not going to allow her to fly with it on the plane. So, yeah.
0: well, actually, we had gotten uh, we had gotten a voicemail from someone that needed to correct us. This is a good segue uh, from, from Corey's email. Uh, needed to correct us about something from last week.
7: Hi, and Podcast team. Uh, Tim from New Hampshire here. I was actually just calling because I just got done listening to the May 28th email show, and I do not believe that Kevin or anybody else that might have said hi to Anthony throughout the entire show, or at least in the portion that uh, that made it to the final revision. So I'm hoping you can uh, play my voicemail on the next one and say hi to Anthony. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
4: You know something? I've thought about that all week. I didn't say hello, Anthony. Yep. And I think last week was... We were all kind of approached this with what's going to, yeah. how's this going to go? So I think we all had something else on our mind the last time we did it. I didn't mean to leave Anthony out of the show, but I did.
0: You're a uh, bad man. I am. All right. Well, thank you for that, Tim. Yes. Uh, we've told Kevin he's a bad man for not saying that. That's right. I'm I have. I've been punished. So who else? it well, John?
1: I have one from Lisa? and Lisa's Calypso-A-Go-Go on our boards. Lisa, Lisa. Uh, This has nothing to do with asking a question, but I just wanted to mention how amazed I am at the number of new people that have been posting on the Diz Unplugged board since Bob passed away. He would be really happy to know how many new listeners he's attracted to both the podcast and the board. I'm sure he would have demanded more airtime and soul control over the
0: 360. No, but believe me, he'd be out of his mind. <laughs> out of his mind right now with this equipment.
5: It would be sitting in his lap. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I had said what I, I think I told his son Brian that, uh, you know, if if Bob were alive and I had bought this equipment, I would have had to have kept it a secret from him because he would have been over here knocking at my door every day. Oh, let's 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 set it up. Let's set it up. But actually, uh, I'm, I'm, as I speak about Brian, I, I think I should let everybody know that uh, if you happen to run into cart cam in the parks over the next couple of weeks, um, Brian has agreed to uh, finish up the uh, cart cam park tours that Bob had started. Bob had gotten through Magic Kingdom, but he hadn't done the rest of the parks. And uh, that was a, a project we were doing because a, a number of our, a, a number of our listeners who have autistic children... Had mentioned to us how much those videos help them prep their kids uh, before they the, before they come on vacation. So um, I know that's been helpful there. I know a lot of you have enjoyed uh, watching those videos. So there will be we will be doing the rest of the parks, and that's going to be uh, Bob's son Brian is going to uh, is going to be in the seat trying to drive the cart.
3: Does he know that he has to actually, like run into people and, and doors and stuff? Well, to, you know, I, I I
0: I trust the Varley blood runs through him. You know. <laughs> And uh, every now and again, every now and again, you see some of his father slip out. So, but uh, cool.
4: Keep it up, and he might not do it now.
0: No, he'll do it. And <laughs> <laughs> like it. He'll do it. He's getting paid. <laughs> he'll do it. He'll do anything for money.
5: Dance, dance.
0: Dance for me. <laughs> dance for me. <laughs> so, we have a. Um, Was that it? That's it. We have another voicemail, Paul from New York has some questions for us about other podcasts and an idea for a new segment. So here's Paul.
7: Hey, Pete and gang. Uh, love the show. Uh, thanks for everything you, you guys do. Really appreciate it. And, uh, like most folks that listen to your show, I imagine I, uh, subscribe to numerous podcasts that are related to uh Disney world. And, uh, I was curious if you subscribe to any other shows, if you listen to other shows, any shows that you like. And, uh, I can imagine that you probably podcasted out after all the effort and time that you spent into putting out your show, but if there were other ones out there, I thought it might be interesting to see which ones those were, which ones you like, and and so forth, or perhaps some that you don't like. That would be interesting, too, perhaps even more so. At the same time, I was also thinking of a show segment that I would at least be interested in, and that is to uh, listen to some of the more unusual comments or questions that you've got from listeners I can imagine that you've compiled or have a a bunch of ones that are just off the wall, and those would be pretty fun to listen to. And uh, so far, the questions that I've heard on the show are pretty tame, and they make sense, don't get me wrong, they're logical, they're great, but at the same time, if you had some really wacky ones out there that could just make me laugh a little bit more during your show, I would appreciate it. I do like to laugh. And um, so, yeah, that's about it. Rock and roll. Thank you so much, and uh, don't you go changing.
0: Well, thank you very much, Paul. Rock and roll to you, too. Um, other podcasts. I do not. Um, I, I really don't listen to other uh, any other podcasts, let alone any other Disney podcasts. It's not for any reason other than really just kind of time constraints. And, you know, are, are there any I don't like, even if there were... You wouldn't find me saying it Especially not on the show I think that would be uh, Unprofessional and unseemly uh, To criticize other Disney podcasts All of us You know, this this much I know All of us bust our backs Putting on our shows And I don't think One is def- uh, necessarily better than the other Or worse than the other I think we're all All different We all bring our own personality Our own creativity to it And I'm really I'm This is not just You know, me being Polite. I'm being serious. Uh, there are uh, there are a lot of really good podcasts out there. I don't know. How about you guys? Any other podcasts? Do you listen? To anybody? I know.
1: I mean, again, it's all about. We have such little free time to do anything, and it, because we work from home, I don't know if I speak for everybody here. It's not like we have time in the car to listen to a podcast. It's not like oh, let me download that and go in, on my commute into work. We just don't do that. I think one of the things that people
4: don't take into consideration is that because we live here, this is not a vacation for us. When people are here on vacation, they have a block of free time. And when you're here, at least for us,
1: that's not the case. Life gets in the way. Along those same lines, we're not researching Disney in order to come here on vacation. So, you know, maybe if we were... You know, looking to do something else, we might listen to a podcast focusing on what we're where we're going to go on vacation. But because we live here and we have it in our backyard, we just don't. Or I
4: don't. Yeah. Any any possibility that we get to go to any free time, we go to Disney to find stuff for this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I'm not um, I'm not somebody who will sit and listen to my iPod or sit and listen to something on the computer for a, a great length of time. Um, when I'm behind the computer, I'm working, and when I'm working, I really can't be distracted. I can't have something else playing in the background, even the television. I got to mute the television. I'll leave it on. I just I'll, I'll mute it. <laughs> well, because I, I I leave it's and, mime TV. Well, no, I leave the uh, I leave the I leave a news cha- you know one of the news channels on. And I'm you know always kind of just keeping an eye out to see if anything's going on. Or,
5: oh yeah, because they scroll across the bottom. You, have you the scroll always. across <laughs> the bottom.
0: Exactly, exactly. But you know, in terms of other Disney podcasts, I'm sure people would love to hear us trash other shows a i have no reason to do that b even if i did i wouldn't um i certainly wouldn't do it on the show like i said i find it unprofessional and unseemly to do that so but i do appreciate your question as, as far as a segment idea um do i do we, think we really we really anything. don't get a lot of wild emails Yeah,
1: really
4: we do get some that are repetitive as a matter of fact we've made jokes about the fact that I don't think we can answer the question, is Pirates and Princess Party worth it one more time?
0: <laughs> or what should we do on our birthday? Right. Um, you know, those are pretty much the two, those are two questions that we get quite a bit of.
4: Or what's the crowd going to be like? Yeah. It's going to be hot and it's going to be crowded. Come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, in terms of, you know, it, don't really get very often anyway, you know, emails that make us, like, scratch our head or we we read it and we go, there's something wrong there. I mean, every now and again we get one. But, and again, you know, I think in a situation like that, I probably wouldn't do anything with that. I don't want to mock, you know, people who are emailing us or calling us or anything like that. You know, because I don't,
1: I don't think anyone's done it. Uh, I think everyone who writes to us or calls us is serious about what they want to know. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't want to put somebody up for ridicule and say, oh, haha.
0: Maybe Oscar. We, we, we <laughs> might ridicule Oscar, but
4: Oscar posted a picture of himself wearing a camouflage bikini. I think he can take it. Yeah.
0: Did he really? He can so yeah, he said it. he's going to okay. wear it on the podcast. Can All right, just the visual there is over, killing me. Over his design plug shirt. Oh, lovely. There you All right, well, at least he was clothed underneath it then. He oh, must
5: yeah. have been in the Bass Pro Shop. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only place I've seen camouflage bikinis. Well,
1: I, don't, I, he, I do yeah. not see the lingerie department in our Bass Pro Shop, so I don't <laughs> How often do <laughs> you in are the women's a
5: department.
1: <laughs> We've been in the pro shop several times. Really? Haven't
4: oh, you ever heard that story? I found a camouflage jumpsuit with a hood. It was one of those ones with the fluttery leaves all over it in case yeah. you want to hide in the trees, apparently. <laughs> He's going to start doing his dining reviews. <laughs> so I put it on, and I hid amongst the other camouflage jumpsuits. <laughs> and I kept calling John. And he kept looking for me. And I kept saying, John, over here! And he'd come around the corner, and I was hiding amongst the other jumpsuits. They finally asked us to leave.
5: <laughs> That's funny. It's That's true. scary.
4: Well, it was. We were
0: bored. <laughs> There you are people
5: have... who are very serious about their camouflage and jumpsuits. I don't they, know, have,
0: they, don't have, they don't have any time to listen to podcasts, but they have time to don camouflage jump like, jumpsuits and play games with each other this in the pro shop.
4: pre-podcast.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: I think it was one of the three times we've been in the Bass Pro Shop. This is just not my story. I'm right? trying
0: to think. I don't think in my life I've ever stepped foot in a pro shop. I was well, in there yesterday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> we have a reason to go in. They sell those little Hot Pocket things that you... Shake up and they keep your hands warm. And we have somebody in our family who's always cold. Oh. And they sell
1: them there.
5: They sell everything.
4: They so do? They? they have a restaurant.
1: Guns.
0: No. They do. The mm-hmm. pro shop has a restaurant? Roadkill Cafe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you shoot it, we'll cook it. Uh, uh, that's their motto.
5: No, you run over it, we'll cook <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, if it's roadkill,
0: yeah, you run over it. All right, thanks again for that, Paul. And who else has an email? I do. Mrs. Martin.
5: This is from Tammy Tate. I think that's a cute name. Here in Orlando, Florida. Now, um, she says, Hi, Julie. I think I'm pulling a bob, too. Apparently. <laughs> um, in your wedding review, you mentioned briefly that Disney also performs commitment ceremonies. Something that probably isn't thought of in the list of officiants that Disney provides is if any of the officiants perform same sex commitment ceremonies. I do know that there are pastors on the list that will officiate over these commitment ceremonies. My father, my real live dad, she says. <laughs> is an ordained, retired UFMCC minister and is registered on Disney's list of officiants that will perform same-sex commitment ceremonies. So if anyone contacts you about this matter, you can refer them to me and I can get them in contact with my dad. UFMCC is a non-denominational Christian church that ministers to the gay and lesbian community. Just thought that maybe you would like to let your listeners know this information. Thanks a lot.
4: Cool. I have some information to add to that. Disney Flourish just added a gay and lesbian section on their website. So if you are going to or would like to send flowers to a same sex couple or. Uh,
0: really? Mm-hmm,
4: they did.
1: Wow,
0: that's cool.
5: Yeah, yep. I thought this was cool information because, you know, we talk about. Um,
1: I guess opposite sex mass marriages. I don't know what to call. Them. I'm I'm trying to picture what same sex flowers look like. <laughs> all tulips. I mean, I don't
4: know. All don't know. male tulips. All female tulips. They've had yes.
1: <laughs> what were
4: you going to say? <laughs> oh, no. I There's
0: edited. just too many places we can go with it. I just
4: self edited. Pete You're doesn't right. have to cut that out. So. Um,
3: Rainbow colored. Yeah,
4: them. they have little two little grooms. I don't know out. No, well,
5: for those of you who are having a same-sex commitment ceremony, there is a minister on the list. You know, it's
0: funny you bring this up because for about 20 seconds, literally for about 20 seconds, I had the idea that maybe Walter and I would do our commitment ceremony on the podcast cruise. And then I said no. <laughs>
1: Why did you say no?
0: A um, couple reasons. Number one, I don't know that I would want to do that then and there. Um, and two, I think it might make some of our, you know, I, I think our, you know, I think it might, it might make some of our guests uncomfortable. Um,
1: well, it's not like it'll be mandatory. No, no, or are I'm, you only going <laughs> to invite 18 of, us? Only <laughs> only eighteen of us. Like you can't. It's not like you can't eat if you don't come to. No, no, no. You know what I'm anything?
0: saying. I just, it just, um, I got to, I got to feeling that it would be better to, you know, obviously do that as a separate event. Um, some other time
4: Close family and friends
0: Yeah Yeah Corey will bring
1: a good camera <laughs> <laughs> High quality pictures
0: <laughs> High quality digital pictures
1: <laughs> We'll leave the flashbulbs home
0: <laughs> But I hadn't even told Walter I was Surprise
5: my head. <laughs> <laughs> gonna See, this The is podcast is going to fall out of his chair
0: <laughs> By the way Get him on the cruise Oh by the way
4: Did you bring a tux I can already see him
5: starting to hyperventilate and do that thing that he does when he gets nervous. I'm not
4: involved, and I'm starting to hyperventilate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought about it. I mean, you know, at, at some point I would like to do it, but, you know, I don't know. That's cool that they're offering that. That's good information. We'll definitely have to make sure we include that on the site. and It's very cool. So thank you for that, Mrs. Martin. Who else has one?
3: I have one from Alyssa from Georgia. Hey, podcast team. I'm 13 years old, and we'll be coming to Walt Disney World in September. Do you all know what the floats and the rafts at the it water? It does
5: not say you all.
3: Y'all, okay. I'm throwing the southern in there. Do y'all know what the floats and rafts at the water parks are made of? Me and my mom are both allergic to latex, and we would like to to know so we can stay av- avoid them.
1: Past guests,
3: <laughs> <laughs> guest grease, yeah.
1: Guest who couldn't swim. <laughs>
3: <laughs> lost guests yeah they get turned into wraps <laughs> <laughs> it is um it's vinyl actually it's not latex so you'll be safe they're vinyl wraps that's it short and sweet
4: okay for the guy who wanted to know an off the wall question that's one i've never gotten before
0: yeah so there it. you go yeah I wouldn't say Alisa, it's off the wall it's nope, just different
3: Alisa
4: asked a different question
0: yeah latex different.
5: allergies are pretty common really oh, i'm, common, I'm not know.
0: familiar with that familiar with them mm-hmm.
5: We had a friend who, when we lived with some other people, she showered in, the, in their shower, and she got out and she was itchy from the shower curtain because it was made of latex.
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> there are people who are allergic to latex um, tape. Glo- yeah, you and gloves. use paper tape. and gl- Yeah, if you're allergic, you can't use latex gloves.
5: I always had to ask that question with newborns whenever I took photos at the Arnold Palmer Hospital, I had to say, is the baby allergic to latex? Because in that case, I'd have to use a different type of glove.
0: Hmm. Wow. Things you learn every Mm -hmm.
7: day—you
0: never know what you learn on our show. All right, I have one here from Lisa in Willoughby, Ohio. Hey crew, I just love the podcast. I look forward to it more than a new episode of Desperate Housewives. Oh, that's that's going a bit far there. High praise. (laughs) Yeah, we don't look forward to it that much. Yeah, no, Desperate Housewives is definitely better. But uh, I am Walt D for me on the boards, and I have a question about the pirate cruise. I wanted to plan something special for my nieces and nephew to do on our next trip. I have taken them to Disney three times. Now and was looking for something different to do outside the parks. Yes, I'm the spoil them rotten aunt. My nieces are 12 and 8. My nephew is 5. The age limit for the Pirates cruise is 4 to 10, though. I don't want to break rules, but was wondering if there might be a way my 12-year-old niece could go on the cruise. How strict are the age restrictions or... Is there another kids' experience they could all do together? My nephew loves my oldest niece, and I don't even know if he would go on the cruise without her. Is ten pretty much the cutoff age for all the extra kids' experiences? I'd love to. Uh, I'd really appreciate any suggestions you might have for something special they could all do together. Thanks, and keep up the sound effects. I love them.
4: I, I, I called for you, and they will not make an exception. Ten is the cutoff age.
0: So now, they're stri- Yeah, they're usually strict about their ages.
4: They don't ask for identification. However, according to Disney, ten is definitely the cutoff age for the pirate cruise. That that that's from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of other things you could do with them, all three of them as a group, there is the uh, the family tour at the Magic Kingdom that Bob had done last year and really enjoyed.
1: Seems like these kids might be a little too old for that.
0: Well, I don't know. That was the one that he said five, eight, and twelve. He
7: said very.
5: Have well. your own pirates' cruise. Go rent a pontoon boat. Get some snacks. You know, make up little treasure, whatever. If she's the great aunt, she says she is. She and can do that
1: exactly. <laughs> and
4: there's as good as you say you are. <laughs> there's enough pirate tchotchkes in Disney World that you should be able to pull something together. Yeah,
5: that would be great. Like get little swords for him and a hat for the the boy and. And you know, like act like you're gonna take over other boats that you see.
1: <laughs> Get a cannon. <laughs> I think that'll be prisoners. fun.
5: I don't, th- you know, I think other people would probably play along if they saw you. You know, charge the boat. They
0: believe you're Somali. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I'm sure you could all find an eye patch and a head do rag. So,
0: yeah, those are all over the place at Disney World. Yeah, you can't. You can't spit and not hit one of those. So that's not a bad idea. Actually, do your own.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Trying to think of what else though. What else could we tell it to do?
4: It's a wide age range. Yes, it's a very. It, wide it's age. Five, but the five and the twelve-year-old.
1: I don't and think. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find anything that's organized by Disney that would really encompass everybody. You're going to have to make your own fun. But I mean, it depends on when you go. Go to go to one of the parties one night. The kid moment. cut stations in Epcot. I think the five and the
4: eight-year-old would probably enjoy that. The twelve-year-old's going to look at you and go, "Really? <laughs> I have to
5: color. Yeah. I have to color
3: a fan, really?
0: You know, and, and not to sound like a broken record, but if you're talking about doing something outside of of Disney. Go to Aquatica And tell them. I don't care how, what, what age the kids are They're going to have a blast
4: Take them to Cirque du Soleil And I know you don't like it It's really cool For five-year-olds? Uh-huh Really? Yeah, there's people jumping And riding bikes And yeah. jumping up and down yeah. on bikes And you know those Eighteen-year-old Little Asian girls Who spin stuff And
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, okay Corey,
4: Corey
1: remembers Blue Man okay. Group We saw a lot of oh, you
4: You know something? That would be perfect
0: Blue Man Group? Blue Man
1: Group, yeah. Blue Man group. We saw a lot of younger kids there, and boys especially love it.
0: And that's so.
4: less expensive than Cirque du Soleil. That's even better. And that would be that would appeal to... And don't tell them anything about it. Just make them go. They'll love it.
0: That's a great idea. Cool. Well, thank you very much for writing in, Lisa. Who else has? Oh, i got hands all over the place. Kevin.
4: I have another one with my name in it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is from Kimberly in Newport... So
0: you people better start asking me questions directly so I have something to read. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just put their names in it so they feel good. This is from Kimberly in Newport, New Jersey. My question is for Kevin. I'm listening to a previous podcast where Kevin refuted LeSellier. He touched a little on the Candlelight Processional's handicap seating issues. I was wondering if he could touch on that subject a little bit more as I will be in a wheelchair and I would like to know what to expect. There will be five in my party. And also because being in a wheelchair, do you recommend the dinner package? Thanks. Love the show. Kim. All right, Kim. I'm good at this. I would definitely recommend the dinner package if you're going to see Candlelight Processional. The People who hold dinner packages get to be seated prior to the general public. So you get to pick a seat first. Now, the problem we have is that if you're in a wheelchair, they allow two people to sit with you in the the preferred handicap seating section. Now, Disney doesn't really designate it at this. This is a word I've kind of come up with. There's a shed where the the choir and the reader perform. The back row of that has brakes for wheelchairs and scooters. There are also benches with those brakes where the families of people who are sitting with the person in the wheelchair can sit. The problem is they allow two. So if you're a party of five, that means you're split up. And the review that I was doing, we were there on Christmas Eve. And there was my mom in the wheelchair, my dad, and John and I. And I didn't want two of us to sit with the wheelchair and one person to sit alone. Now, the only time they ask you to do that is if you're looking for one of those better handicapped accessible seats. If you're willing to sit back a little bit further, there are other places in the theater, the seating area that are handicapped accessible where you can all sit together. And what had happened was when you become part of the package or when you purchase a package, there's a special line that you line up for in you line up in the special line. The general seating is a different line, and what happens is the Disney cast members are kind of trying to get everybody into their seats as expeditiously as possible, and especially on Christmas Eve. These shows are timed so that you know everybody gets in and gets out. When I do this again on Christmas Eve, I will make sure that I let the person know before I enter the theater that there are a certain number of us and we would all like to sit together. I don't want to split up my party. So as long as you're willing to sit further back in the theater, you will all be allowed to sit together. And I understand why they're doing it. There's a lot of people that need handicapped handicapped accessible seating. However, what happens is you end up dividing a party of four into three and one. That's no fun. Everybody yeah. wants to sit together. So just be aware of it going in. But yes, I would still recommend that you do a dining package if you all want to sit together and you're going to be there on one of the really popular nights. The Candlelight Processional is a really popular show. You've heard us say it's our favorite show of the year. So just be aware of what's going on, and you should be able to sort of put that together for
1: yourself.
0: Cool. Thank you, Kevin. John, you have one?
1: I do. I have one from Trisha in Pellet. Saskatchewan Hi all I want to start off by saying How much we truly miss Bob He wrote A lot of us Joy Every week Just like you all Continue to do Thank you My Pierre Jout qu- <laughs> <laughs> That's Bob speaking French There he is My question is regarding The toll roads From Orlando International Airport To Disney World We have no such thing In Saskatch- Saskatchewan Wow where we live and we will be renting a car this trip and have no idea at all about how the toll roads work. How much will it cost us? What should we have on hand for change? Are they manned or do they need the exact amount? Any information you can offer on this would be greatly appreciated.
0: $23 each way (laughs) and you have to give it in nickels.
1: All all in loonies. Uh, We are clueless and not not sure what to expect. The problem with answering this question for you is that like most things in with Disney World or in Orlando, there are a bunch of different ways you can get from the airport to Disney World. If you are very savvy, you can go and not pay a dime um, if you're willing to travel what's referred to as surface roads and take a little bit longer to get there. As
0: opposed to roads that are in the air? Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, the major highways... Uh, all have tall plazas on them, and one of them should be manned. There's none that have only exact change, so you shouldn't be stuck anywhere. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't really recall. The 417 is like a dollar and a quarter. You are talking
4: to someone who's directionally challenged. If you come out of the airport and take State Road 528 west That will take you to I-4, take I-4 West, and that will take you into Disney. You should be able to get away with a dollar and a quarter. That would be the only toll. There's one toll going that way. If you go out 417, I think it's going to be 250. And if you get off at certain toll plazas, they do have toll plazas where you'll have to have coins. Or what they call an E pass or an O pass. Those are prepaid things that stick to your car windshield so you can go through the lane and it subtracts that money automatically. Being a visitor, you won't have one of those. If you have a pocket full of change, quarters and dimes, you should be, and you don't need many of them. There's not that many tolls, but that's the way to do it. The cheapest way to do it will be to come out of the, cheapest and fastest will be to come out of the airport on 528 take that west to I4 get on
1: I4 and that'll take you right into Disney I also want to also explain too how what they've done here for our toll roads which is actually very smart the main thoroughfare the major part of the road will be this Opass or Epass electronic debiting system you'll actually have to pull off the highway to pay the toll if you want to pay cash, so just be aware of that as you come up to a toll, just be aware of what the how the signs are directing you so that you know where you want to go when you uh, are going to pay the toll and don't blow through these tolls and
4: the other thing orders. is they're almost all a dollar a dollar fifty a dollar twenty five so you really only need quarters I think I can't think of any tolls around here that are. That could fifty be, cents. Yeah, that, what I meant
1: that couldn't it's be paid not. with quarters. Oh. So you don't need dimes, nickels, and pennies. It's not like New Jersey when you know it was thirty-five cents and then you know forty-two cents and, <laughs> <laughs> on the Garden State Parkway, and they did all weird things. But yeah,
0: New Jersey's got nothing on Florida though in terms of tolls. We have a lot of tolls, and I used to complain about New Jersey, and then I moved down here. At least tolls in New Jersey, or at least or, or at least when I was there, were reasonably priced here they hitting you up no, for $50 75 every time for John
4: and I to go to Disney it's 275 each way and that's for us to take the 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 highways that would be the Florida Turnpike and the Osceola
1: Parkway right you'd be surprised about New Jersey now you're talking about a buck and a quarter uh on the parkway mm-hmm. and down the shore it's
0: yes no 25 uh, like like the uh the t- at the toll plazas, you mean? That used to be $0.35? Mm-hmm. No, they're 75 now, I think. Well, 75 I could almost understand, but $1. twenty-five on the parkway. Maybe the turnpike. You'd see $1. twenty-five, $2, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But
1: Last September when we were down there, wasn't there one that was $1.25? I
4: believe it right. was.
0: Jersey folks, send us an email. Tell us what the tolls are like. Correct. This- <laughs>
4: John and Pete want those emails. Yeah, not us. <laughs> Put their names in them. I've and never what-
5: been to New Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> I just know you can't pump your own gas,
4: and she doesn't like science.
0: <laughs> no, you cannot you, you cannot. you are not allowed to pump your own gas in New Jersey. It is actually against the law. Which you know, that's where I, we grew up, and my whole life was spent. Did with you other go up people. to the gas
5: station in Florida and, and just well, expect no, I knew, somebody?
0: I knew <laughs> that. I, I knew that. Uh, you know, you had to pump your own gas, but the first few times it was like, okay, how do I do this? You know, it's like it's never, just
4: as weird going the other way because the people that are working in the gas stations. I mean, they don't just pop up out of the ground to wait on you as soon as you walk in. So your first reaction is, "Come on, I can do this faster than you." And they yell at you. And-
0: See, now, I wonder if that uh, self-serve law in New Jersey has changed at all. If you, if you do have the option, or nope. if it's still. No, it's last still, summer, at least
4: we, as of last September, there wasn't that option.
1: And the funny thing is, is that they have all of the same uh, gas stations and pumps like we have here. So the guy comes out, takes your credit card, puts it in the little thing, hands it back to you. <laughs> he does gas. it for you. It's like I could have done that. But you
0: know what? It's it's something you appreciate when it's cold out.
1: Are you supposed to tip them?
0: Yeah, no. um, yeah, I used. To, yeah, you can. You can tip. Uh, you can absolutely tip. I your would never gas tip jockey. some them
4: at gas over four dollars a gallon. They're lucky I don't run over them.
0: <laughs> well, I, I just I remember you know during the winter in particular when it's freezing outside and you didn't want to get out of your car and you didn't have to you could sit in your car nice and warm. Some other poor sob is having a pumpy gas. So that that was that was those are the times you appreciate it. But but it also creates a lot of jobs in Jersey. It creates a lot of jobs for people. You know, uh, doing that. So
1: I love, I love that we've become sort of this self serve society now. Because I can go pump my own gas. I can get my own money. I can do my own banking. I can pay for my own groceries. I don't even have to talk to anybody.
0: <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you know, it's funny to watch Walter what? on the self-serve lane at Home Depot trying to check himself out. <laughs> Why? Oh, what he did? just, he hates it. Right. I, I always hates it. get the
4: machine that tells me you picked something up too soon. Please remove
0: the item from the bag. Or, or that I didn't, or I put the item in the bag and it yeah. says I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time.
4: We have that problem at uh, BJ's Wholesale Club. I love the self-service of BJ's. you picking up the 48-gallon thing of water. <laughs> and I myself can never figure it out. It beeps and buzzes, and then they send someone over to rescue me.
0: <laughs> All right, folks, that is actually going to do it for us uh, this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Just reminding you, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, toll-free, 877-310-9662 and via email, podcast at wdwinfo.com. And we will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week.